This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You guys already know how obsessed I am with therapy. I talk about it all the time on this podcast about how I have two therapists and how I go to therapy every single week. Well, I've been going to therapy for years, but once 2020 hit, the year of chaos for all of us, I really needed extra support and BetterHelp has really been there to guide me through these chaotic times. Uh, I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, and I also have been in this recovery space for disordered eating and just a host of other issues. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and, uh, and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, so all you have to do is you take a a quick online quiz, you answer some questions about what you're going through, what kind of therapist you're looking for, and you can literally write in the answers, I am looking for this kind of therapist, I am looking for an expert in this field. That's what I did, and they matched me with a therapist who has tons of experience with eating disorders, trauma, and depression. And to be honest, I love my therapist so much. She's probably my favorite therapist I've ever had. And I've been through like a variety of therapists over the years. Me and her really hit it off. And even if you don't hit it off with your therapist right away, because let's be real, finding a therapist can honestly feel like you're dating. Don't worry, you can always change therapists as many times as you need. No questions asked, no charge or anything like that. So you can always change your therapist and then get matched with a new one that day. So BetterHelp uh, is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is literally professional counseling done securely online. And what I love about BetterHelp is that they have a journal feature. So if you're going through something challenging through the week and you don't have an appointment until, let's say, next week, you can write a journal entry. It's all online. It's secure. And if you'd like, you can share that journal entry with your therapist so that they are on the same page. They're caught up. They know exactly what you're going through. They know whatever triggers you've been dealing with over the week. And what's awesome about BetterHelp, too, is that your therapist will respond. So you can actually communicate with your therapist in between your your sessions. So it's not like you only get, get to talk to your therapist once a week. You can check in with them frequently in between your sessions. You can catch them up to date. You can kind of communicate with them every day if you wanted to and the online journal feature is really nice for folks who are new to journaling or just need that extra support so communicating with your therapist more frequently could really benefit you if you're going through a rough time. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you are struggling right now. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash vibe. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You deserve the support. 
you deserve the healing and you are not alone there are so many people who are struggling with severe anxiety depression trauma all of these things and you don't need to suffer in silence anymore so visit betterhelp.com vibe for a discount on your first month of online therapy that's betterhelp h-e-l-p dot com slash vibe and that discount code will get you 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe welcome to the vibe within podcast i'm your host gab cohen each week we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness yoga addictions spirituality mental health rituals and everything in between The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey guys, welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. If you enjoyed that intro song, I'm going to be putting it at the end of this episode as well. If you didn't get the chance to listen to it on my last episode, um, at the end of my birthday episode, I did a little release of a creative music and poetry project that me and my friend Matt Bellina have been working on behind the scenes. Um, So... If you haven't heard it yet, the full thing, I'm going to put it at the end of this episode. And you might be wondering why this episode is called Soggy Puzzle Pieces. (laughs) Well, I will explain. Don't worry. But it's really funny because I I already named this, this episode before I started recording it because I keep getting these images of people in the collective sorry I just needed to burp because I just chugged oh my god I literally just chugged chaga caffeine free coffee because I don't drink caffeine anymore and I swear to god it just like came up a little bit all right anyways um I've been getting these big um downloads and intuitive hits about empaths in the collective and how you guys might be feeling like you're like you're sitting on the sidelines and you're you're never being you're never um, being allowed to go play in the game and you're watching the these players play this game and by players I mean maybe people in the industry that you are working in or maybe people in the preferred industry that you're working in and I just in my meditations and all of my energy healing work that I do on myself and um, with a few clients and with tarot too. I mean, I've been doing these live tarot readings. Um, I keep getting this this feeling and this image, and it's it's basically this "when is it my turn" type energy. And I think I might have touched on this in my last episode. So excuse me if I repeat myself uh, on a couple things, but I do have a bunch of notes for this episode. I'm going to try to keep it really put together. And um, 
yeah, it's going to be a nice episode because the vibe within is two years old. Basically, um, the vibe within is turning two years old. So that's also really interesting and um, especially with astrology. But so the, the, the empath thing, the when is it my turn energy, the you know, watching from the outside, like it's almost like you're, you're standing outside of a bubble and you're watching everyone flowing and glowing and supporting each other in this, in this big bubble or this big game. And and you're just on the outside looking in and you can't seem to get through. That's, that's this energy that we're kind of in right now. And it does have to do with astrology because I've taken a bunch of astrology notes. I usually listen to Jessica Lanado's podcast, um, a ghost of a podcast, and it was really clarifying everything that's going on in at least my energy, and I think it's the collective as well because she's talking about the collective energy. And before I get into the astrology stuff, I do I'm, I'm going to keep that off so it's all put together. But the reason why this episode is called Soggy Puzzle Pieces is because the empath can sometimes feel like a soggy puzzle piece because it's like we don't know we don't know where we're actually gonna fit in like and I don't mean like oh I don't fit in with like this cool group of people it's like for me and in my experience I feel like this podcast was born out of complete loneliness complete isolation I was going through a really um first wave let's say of my awakening and it was dark and I feel like if you're an empath and you are some some type of healer or yoga teacher or just spiritual being in general doesn't mean you have to be working in that field sometimes you can feel like you're kind of like a shapeshifter and you just mold yourself and you you can fit in it's it's funny because it's like soggy puzzle piece. It's like you can you can mesh yourself and like smush yourself into a wide variety of groups, let's say. You know, this group of spirituals, this group of wellness people, this group of biohackers, this group of you know, shadow workers, this group of love and light, this group of just you know, Jungian psychology people, this group of, you know, eating disorder people. I'm, I'm kind of speaking from experience here. And I feel like I've been sitting on the sidelines looking at or listening to lots of podcasts, lots of the same people that I hear over and over again, circling and filtering through all these podcasts, right? I'm sure you know what I mean. And it, it gets me in this energy where it's like, okay, I see that it's possible. I see that there's groups of people who are all supporting each other and feel great and they're talking good about each other and they're sharing each other's work and they're having each other on each other's podcasts and blah, 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 right? This is also about self-limiting beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves because I've been working on this a lot with my therapist. Um, is you know is is it true like is this is this all in my head is it true that i don't fit into a certain group of people and it's just me standing on the sidelines or is it just in my head you know but at the end of the day i have to be real with myself and and allow myself to to feel and 
to really absorb what I'm seeing or hearing in, in my 3D reality. You know, whether it's true or not, it's what I'm perceiving. And it's hard to just be like, oh, you know, just turn it off, just lower the volume, just it's not true, whatever, just move on. And it's like, no, because when it comes to self-limiting beliefs and being an empath and feeling a sense of like non-belonging, it can really start to make you wonder, well, when is it my turn? When is it my turn for maybe you're maybe you're in this situation as well. Maybe maybe you've been single for a while and you're watching everybody around you date and, you know, maybe have like a fling here or there and a hookup here or there or whatever. Maybe not like a serious relationship, but maybe you're just like, when is it my turn to like open up or maybe you are open and, and no one's been coming through. When is it when is it your turn? to experience a fling or you know a divine connection or usually those types of connections happen to me when I'm like traveling or at a festival or a concert or in some portal of new energy that takes me away from my from my real life and kind of connects me to this other energy that that's within me but um sometimes it's hard to access that energy. So when you're kind of taken out of your material world, chaos, external circumstances, and you're put into kind of like a magical divine <clears throat> environment, it's easier to, to connect with people, right? The last time that I had that happen to me was when I went to Envision Festival. I was working on the marketing team. This was um, 2019, so not the last Envision, but the Envision before. And since I was completely taken out of my life, I was in a different country. I was surrounded by quote unquote like-minded people, even though there was lots of drugs and <laughs> partying there. And um, at that point I was already kind of deep into the sobriety thing, but I allowed myself that week to party and do drugs and drink and whatever. And I really, I really took it to, to the extreme. Um, and that's why, you know, I, dabble in recovery now. I, I wouldn't say I'm 100% sober because I still like to have hard kombuchas. I like to smoke CBD. Um, you know, there's, I, I drank at, at a wedding in October, but the thing is, is that maybe you are really wondering, okay, when is it my turn to feel like I'm included, I, I, a sense of belonging, a sense of purpose? And you're just like I'm. You're, you're just like sick of watching everyone around you, or these groups of people, or these these groups of successful creatives, um, all support each other. And you know, I I'm speaking from my own personal experience right now. It's it's kind of draining and exhausting to to listen to podcasts all day long and learn about things that are fun like tarot and astrology and human design and wellness and psychology um, but then it comes to a point where I keep hearing the same people friend groups you know filtering and it's like oh that's awesome you know like they all they all met on Instagram or they they all met in some kind of like social media environment or you know one person introduced one person to the next and that's how it works and it just seems like that's not happening for me you know and I you know I could be kind of sitting in a pity energy right now um, but a good part of my my brain is 
a realist, you know, I'm, I have a stellium Capricorn energy in my chart. I'm pretty logical and, you know, my Sagittarius nature and my Gemini moon, I think that makes me open. That makes me able to shape shift. That makes me able to, you know, just be adventurous, um, and really put myself out there. But there's been a few instances recently where I've felt kind of shut down or not answered or just like ghosted or um, there is one instance where I thought I had kind of a friendship with this guy um, and you know emailed him and he took that email because I was just kind of reflecting on something I heard on his podcast that was interesting and he tried to pitch me his um, journaling course and I thought we had something completely different and it just kind of it made me take a step back and I was like oh okay and that's where the self-limiting beliefs kind of come in sometimes and and they'll be like oh yeah you're but you're beneath them or they they're above you or you know they don't look at you as as a successful entrepreneur they look at you as a little girl or something you know like those are the self-limiting beliefs that are in my psyche that I've been trying to really dive into and heal um, and and rip apart. And what's helping me a lot is listening to this podcast called uh, the, the Jungian, uh, what is it? The Jungian Life. Whoops. Um, it's three psychoanalysts, psychologists who are experts in Jungian psychology. And each episode is just straight up fire. It's so fucking good. Um, it's become my nighttime podcast because it's like for me like I can only get so much out of therapy and if you guys are in therapy um I think getting the most out of therapy is really really important um I usually journal about topics that I want to really bring to therapy instead of just sitting there and seeing what comes up because it's only one hour and one hour flies by and I am really trying to you know make some make make a dent in my in my psyche and again the self-limiting beliefs the stories we tell ourselves the old narratives this all falls in line with the astrology and mental health stuff that's going on so just stick with me just bear with me we're gonna get there um i do have some notes that i wanted to to go through before so as i was saying before this podcast was born right around this time, um, the holidays. I was um, in my Saturn return. I just, I guess I had just entered my Saturn return and I was feeling so empty. And this is when I was living in Miami. I was teaching for Equinox and Exhale and blah, blah, blah. You know the story. But something within me was still so empty and so just like lacking, you know, like kind of like hungry ghost energy and I just didn't know I just didn't know what was going on I felt so depressed I was super single I was starting to really dabble into this psychology and wellness and listening to podcasts all the time and I had went to Tulum for my birthday and I did a series of Temescal sweat lodge ceremonies which there's no drugs involved but I had some really psychedelic mind-opening experiences there and 
when I got back to Miami, I decided I'm going to make a podcast. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I ordered the equipment, and this was in between my birthday, which was 12-12, and then I think the first episode came out like January 2nd or 3rd. So it was in that little like window, that those those weird that weird portal, I call it, in between you know, my birthday and the holidays, which is such a weird time, especially if if you're spending the holidays alone. It can be a very, you know, solitude, just, you know, reflecting on past Christmases or holiday seasons. And it can kind of, it can kind of bring you to a nostalgic place, but it can also bring you to a kind of like a, a deep, dark memory energy and it's like you, you, you can start to remember what you did on different holidays and for me um, I don't like to go home for the holidays anymore I just it's just not my cup of tea I'd rather be alone um, so that year I basically at my kitchen table in Miami you know during the holidays I started recording my podcast and I learned how, how to do everything just on YouTube I had no fucking clue how to do any of this so that's how I know there was some kind of force making me do it. It was what they call the daemon in um, in Jungian psychology and intuition and synchronicity and all these all these different elements of psychology, um, the archetype kind of psychology aspects of everything and. I listen to a lot of podcasts that talk about the daemon. Third Eye Drops is one really good. Um, I've been listening to that one for several years. Uh, so the daemon is this voice that you can't really turn off. It's like this creative passion voice saying you have to do this. You have to write this or you have to create this or you have to set this up or you have to do this project it's just like this voice that's like if you don't do it then it's going to keep eating at you and you're going to feel like like it's draining you of some kind of creative energy that if you don't do it it's holding you back almost and I felt like this for a long time and after those Temescal ceremonies the sweat lodge ceremonies my throat chakra completely cracked open after those ceremonies I lost my voice I, I, I went home with no voice pretty much um, because my throat chakra was so, was so like cracked open and just frazzled, you know, and I, I wrote a lot that weekend that I was in Tulum and I reminisced about the, the year previously, um, the year before during holiday season, I was still drinking, still doing drugs. I was super like codependent and like, was hooking up with like really awful awful dudes like fuckboy dudes who like didn't give me any respect or any any energy um would ghost me it was like the worst sex ever but I was like still obsessed with them like that's like the epitome of of codependency right um and I was just so wrapped up in that for for a long time and I started to realize like this is what I need to start talking about is how I got through that because you know after those Temescal ceremonies and then I went back home and I started making the podcast I was like well 
I want to talk about stuff that actually matters like because I just went through something crazy this year and I need to I need to help people I need to express you know how I got through it because that's when my that's when like my Instagram was kind of organically like gaining more momentum and people were some people were asking me if I was going to make a podcast and it's because of my followers who kind of planted the seed and was like oh man if you had a podcast I would totally listen to it so it was that seed that you guys planted and then made me think yeah why why don't I just make my own podcast so that's the daemon that's that's the voice so maybe you're maybe you're feeling that energy you know maybe there's something that you've been putting off and putting off and you're like oh yeah like maybe I'll maybe I'll figure it out another time but it's like the time is now and it's like if you keep shoving it down then more life stuff's gonna happen and you're gonna start making excuses to not do that thing or to not take that class or to not go to that workshop or to not learn that that thing or whatever like to not get certified in something and it's like once once you hear that voice once you hear that daemon it's really hard to shut it off the point of this whole thing that i'm explaining right now is that even though my life felt like i was living in in alignment and my purpose and i was teaching yoga and you know back when life was kind of normal and I would leave my yoga classes feeling high and feeling so good that I was helping people, but then I would get home and I would feel so empty and so lost and so disconnected from from that energy. Like, just, I didn't matter. I was just, you know, nothing I did mattered. And it just got to the point where I was like, I need I need to express myself in a different way. I need to help people. So... Yeah, and if you're going through your Saturn return, this daemon voice can start to get louder and louder. And once you start really allowing yourself to create, it's going to open up new portals of potential in your life, Um, even if it's just small little things here and there. If we keep pushing down that, that voice, that creativity, that drive, that passion, we're actually shutting off our sacral chakra and our solar plexus chakra. Uh, last week, I talked about, or last episode, I talked about um, the root chakra and how to balance that out. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. And I'm also posting lot, lots more about chakras and healing on my Instagram. But I'm going to go through my notes and keep going. So last night, I was having kind of like a intuitive kind of download or realization um, that maybe some of you guys have felt before. And I was thinking about how in my late teens and, you know, my 20s, um, my early 20s, I was, you know, quote unquote asleep, right? Like I wasn't awakened. I wasn't, you know, into this whole spiritual yoga, Reiki, you know, psychology stuff. But deep down, I've always been this kind of deep thinker this deep intuitive kind of emotional person like I remember even in even in like middle school maybe some of you guys can relate to this I was a loner you know I I, I, obviously I didn't feel like I belonged in any specific group of people hence soggy puzzle piece right shapeshifter 
And I remember like hiding out in the bathroom and like writing in my journal what seems to be now that I think about it memoirs like memoirs of my childhood because it was like a lost part of my life that I missed so much and I was writing out these memories of my childhood before my mom divorced my dad before my mom married my stepdad who is a complete narcissist and I would I would write these memoirs as if I was writing it to spirit or to God and I've always felt connected to God or to something higher even when I was a little girl I would I would have these I would have these wild kind of mind cracking overwhelming moments where I would realize that I was just a soul in a body and I would get really tripped out and freaked out because I would realize that it was almost like I was it was almost like an out-of-body experience and I was a soul looking at myself from from above like my highest self was looking at me um, sometimes in the mirror or just sometimes not looking in the mirror and I would get these weird moments kind of like just whoa like it would hit me and I'd be like tripping out almost like I was on acid but I was like a child and I'm not sure if any of you guys have had this experience, but I've heard I've heard people talk about this, especially on uh, Michael Phillips' podcast, Third Eye Drops. Him, he talks about these 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 mystical experiences that we've had when we're children, when there's no substances involved, there's no psychedelics involved, there's nothing involved. It's just the mind, it's just the psyche, clean, clear psyche of a child, and so yeah, I just. I remember being young and being connected to this this spirit, this soul, this this connection. And then it got me thinking, you know, even though I was quote unquote asleep in my late teens and 20s, um, it didn't matter where I lived, what city I lived in, what state I lived in. Um, I was always tapped into some kind of like spiritual thing, even if I didn't realize that. Like, I was unconsciously practicing magic and doing rituals before I even knew or realized that's what I was doing because my soul was constantly keeping me in that like abundance energy before I even knew what abundance was and like so I would find like immense joy in just like finding candles like finding a place to get some candles I've always journaled ever since I was a child and even through college and and high school and especially college and post-college I was journaling a lot like a lot a lot and this is before you know journaling like got super quote-unquote in trend or whatever but and now that I'm realizing this this abundance mindset right like you've heard it before abundance mindset um, I didn't even I didn't even know I didn't even have those words in my vocabulary abundance mindset you know I just I just always knew that these small things made me really happy burning candles burning incense going to the thrift store so whatever place I lived in I was always kind of in that that energy of spirituality you know even in college I graduated college in 2012 so I was really tapped into spirituality and it's so crazy because when I when I made my portfolio right like my 
my fashion portfolio like the the overall theme of my portfolio was reiki spirituality fashion um i had one trend forecasting class that it was like the apocalypse type thing and like nomad like gypsy like super like tapped in spiritual spiritual clothing like layering like it's it's just and even though I was asleep my daemon that voice was still threading itself through into my projects into my creativity and into my portfolio and this is before I even knew what Reiki really was like I remember making my portfolio and I found images that that went with everything and I saw the word Reiki and I didn't even know what that meant but I still you know, put it in there. And I think that's, that's when it like first planted the seed. So this daemon voice could be following you. And if you, you can actually track, track it back to your late teens, your twenties and be like, oh, wow. Like those were daemon seeds. Those were the voices of my daemon coming through and trying to like peek out into my reality. And it's funny because I was thinking about the words live in abundance, right? You hear this all the time. And when I first started doing yoga in LA years ago, I would hear I would hear my yoga teacher say, live in abundance, live in an, in an energy of abundance. And I remember thinking to myself, I was, I was like breathing and sweating and I was like, live in abundance. I can barely afford food or gas or, you know, rent. I'm literally hanging on by a thread of change and of of dollars. That's literally the opposite of abundance. And I just, I just, it made me angry when I heard her say, live in abundance, live in abundance, because I was like, oh, well, it's probably easy for her because she has tons of money and because she's a yoga teacher and she's making a living and, you know, Fast forward, whatever, how many years, and I'm sitting here, and I'm a yoga teacher now, and I'm making a living, and I'm, quote unquote, living in abundance, right? So it's like those those little seeds, those little moments where we, where we listen, and we're like, we listen to these words, we listen to the, this the voice of the daemon, you know. And it made me also realize when I was having this kind of realization is that yeah, I was living in abundance wherever I lived. I just didn't know it. You know, wherever I lived, even if I was living in like a ghetto area, I would always like live up to the fullest potential of that area. Like I would go on a run or I would go on a jog and explore. I would find a local store. I would I would find a spiritual store somehow. I would find a crystal shop somehow. I would find a place to get candles somehow. It's like that's living in abundance, you know, like using your resources is another word for living in abundance. Like even though life can be shitty or you're broke or you hate your job or you hate, you know, where you're living, there's still a way to tap into this like sense of contentment and happiness because you're using your resources and you're you're literally just like eating it all up around you. You're just really allowing source and allowing God or whatever that force is to 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 provide for you. You you know, you're 
you're being you're being taken care of when you're living in that energy and that frequency of abundance you know it doesn't matter how fucked up life is there's things around you that will bring you joy and bring you contentment and bring you these these hits of satisfaction and remember and help you remember that you're whole from within and this this all goes really hand in hand with Joe Dispenza's meditations and his work which is also what I have written down here um, because his work is all about finding wholesomeness and that tapping into that energy from within of being whole regardless of your physical health regardless of that fucked up relationship you're in regardless of how chaotic your life could be if you're in a rock bottom, if you're going through like a quarter life crisis or a midlife crisis, or you know, you're in some kind of toxic dynamic with yourself, like addiction, or I've been there, I've been in all those things. And Joe Dispenza's work is so powerful and so popular and so trendy because he's he's explaining things with a vocabulary and an essence that is easy to digest and easy to understand and people who are very sick are healing themselves. It's not just a crock of shit, you know? So I've been doing these these YouTube guided meditations, Joe Dispenza meditations every night and it's been getting me into this fucking weird, amazing place. It's like I'm not asleep, I'm not awake. And when you're in that meditative realm, sometimes your body will twitch. Sometimes you'll feel these like weird, like, like, um, yeah, like palpitations almost, like just weird glitches and twitches in your body. And that's like your energy systems waking up, the, the chakra systems waking up. Your leg might twitch, you know, and for me, like when my leg twitches, I'm like, oh, and then I like wake up again, you know, and I'm like, oh shit, something just activated, you know, when, when you get into these deep relaxation states, he talks about beta and theta and, you know, alpha waves and his meditations are just so powerful because they have those waves in the background. And I, I recommend if you're, if you're dealing with feeling blocked in any chakra or feeling closed off or feeling like anxious or depressed or really on edge or hypervigilant like you're always just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop or you're you're like in panic mode you're like when my life is just like when things go good things go good but then everything goes to shit you know well that's that's just how life is. That's just kind of the essence of Buddhism in, in all reality. I mean, the main core teachings of Buddhism is life is suffering and everything changes, right? And I remember as a kid, as a teenager, as, you know, in high school, I always felt this hypervigilant energy and I didn't have the words or the vocabulary to explain it then. But I always felt like life would be so smooth, like my family would be, like my mom, like, you know, she wouldn't be like freaking out or I wouldn't have any drama for a week or, you know, I'd feel happy for a week. And then all of a sudden all these things would happen 
all these dramatic things would happen in my life. And I was kind of always in that energy of, oh my God, like, why can't this, this good feeling last forever? You know, things are going to, things are going to get fucked up again. Oh my God. And it's like, that is such a place of suffering that Buddhism helps. And this goes hand in hand with Joe Dispenza and meditation because meditation helps us be okay with the suffering and find peace in the suffering and understand that life is going to be full of waves it's going to be suffering it's going to be awesome it's going to be there's going to be a bunch of amazing things happening and then maybe you know that will that will go down like you're going to have one really amazing day and then the next day you might feel like complete shit but the thing with buddhism is is to not attach yourself to that good day to not attach yourself in that bad day and ruminate in it to not sit there and say oh man I wish this day was like yesterday because yesterday was just so much better or you know I can't believe today is so bad you know like and just sitting there and sitting in the shit and just not allowing yourself to take a step back and connect back to that abundance mindset right so meditation, Buddhism, Joe Dispenza's work, this all goes hand in hand together. It all weaves together. And this is why I'm kind of using that as like a trifecta in my healing practice. Because for me, I need several different modalities in order for me to like connect it to my life, for it to click and feel right. So, you know, incorporating Buddhism has helped me um, to find the peace in whatever fucking chaos is going on in our lives. You know, like, this isn't going to last forever. The Everything is, the impermanence of everything is, that's just a common thread of Buddhism as well, is like, nothing lasts forever, nothing is permanent, everything is changing, our suffering is not permanent, thank God. So, knowing these things is like a window and a portal to just allow those shitty experiences to come through and just let them slide and let them flow through because you know that you're going to have another really good day you know after those days but with the suffering and with the joy and the bliss we need both in order to appreciate the joy and the bliss um, so for me, you know, I, I have anxiety, I have depression, I used to suffer with severe panic attacks, and what Buddhism has helped me figure out in my mind is that if I sit and I meditate, there's so much space in the mind to actually comb out all of that irritability, all of that panic, because there's space between me and those things, and the only thing that I know for sure is that everything is temporary, life is suffering, this is not going to last forever, right? If I knew these things in high school and in college, maybe I wouldn't have, you know, 
self-destructed myself drugs alcohol abusive relationships eating disorders um you know maybe i would have just had more peace inner peace with whatever was going on but you know i'm i'm an adult now and i still have trouble accepting things for what they are like accepting accepting my mother for who she is accepting the relationship that she's in with my stepfather accepting her codependency and her her she's an empath she's a codependent and he's a narcissist and that's like that's like the epitome of a toxic puzzle piece you know like that's the toxic cocktail that keeps them together you know and maybe some of you have parents or siblings or maybe you're in a toxic relationship like that and if you are I I know how it feels because I've been in them too or maybe you're watching one and it's hard to watch it's like you're always cringing you're always getting angry but at the end of the day what I've realized especially in therapy especially in Buddhism and and meditation is that's her story that's my mom's story that's their story that's their conditioning that's their programming who am I to try to tell her you're a codependent he's a narcissist figure it out <laughs> you know who who am I she's she's you know been on this earth longer than me and even though I'm the spiritual black sheep of the family and I'm you know always learning about psychology and mental illness and healing and different modalities and techniques of healing and shadow work and inner child trauma healing and just trauma <laughs> like that's my life right like that's that's what I'm interested in but it doesn't mean that my family is interested in that it doesn't mean that I can just put that on her or my mom and expect her to understand you know like she was she was doing the best she could and our parents you know maybe you have parents around the same age as, as me I know my, my parents they're not in their 60s yet they're in their 50s but like they came from a different generation and I think patriarchy and money and financial security and financial stability was so important to them that the women in my family in particular like my mom's sisters and everything they all married pretty much to be taken care of for money and pretty much all of them yeah now all of them have been divorced so this is a common thread in my family my grandmother divorced my grandfather before divorce was even a thing i think probably in like the 70s or the 80s they got divorced maybe the 80s yeah 80s so it just goes to show that these are patterns and cycles that run really deep and you know maybe you know as I'm sitting here I'm like oh man like I'm so single I'm so alone I'm so this I'm so that I'm on the sidelines I feel the sense of non-belonging well maybe that's like my soul's kind of way of coping with all the toxic relationships that I've been in and now I'm kind of in this bubble you know this protective bubble of not letting anybody in 
and I don't think it's smart to let anyone in right now because I'm still healing I'm still in the shadow work I'm still really doing this deep inner work but with self-limiting beliefs sometimes you know this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression, I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that, and online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. 
So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, this is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away, and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp.com vibe betterhelp.com slash vibe go start online therapy dm me on instagram let me know how it's going and i hope that you get the help the support and the healing that you deserve if you're in this situation you can start to think well you know when will i feel strong enough when will i connect to that inner queen when will i connect to that inner king of being strong and empowered and people you know like being open for intimacy and it just it runs so deep that we have to just be patient with ourselves because at the end of the day it's like it didn't happen overnight these toxic cycles these patterns it's weaved into our being you know it started with my with my grandmother my grandfather who she was married to for you know, not that long. I, I mean, maybe, maybe they had a good long marriage, but I never saw them married because when I was born, they were divorced for a while already. And she, my grandmother is a Gemini. She doesn't take no bullshit. She says it how it is. Me and her get along so well. She understands me, you know, and me and my mother have a very different relationship. My mother is very surface level. My mother is very, it's challenging for her to talk about trauma and emotions and what I'm going through. And it's funny because I actually am supposed to call my mom today and talk to her about a couple things that I need to get off my chest, that I need to express to her in order for me to move on. Because my therapist basically says, you can express, you know, your needs, your your emotional needs, your what's what's bothering you, what what type of things are really surfacing. You can talk to your mom about those things. And then once you get it out, leave it alone. Move on. Let it go. Let it dissolve. Because we get so wrapped up in these wanting to get our needs met, you know, and I feel like I've been 
really trying to heal my inner child. And the reason why I keep hitting these plateaus and these roadblocks is because I'm constantly trying to fix these unmet needs, this abandonment wound, this mother wound, this betrayal wound that, that happened to me at a very young age. And even though I'm an adult, it's like that part of me, that 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old Gab is still frozen in time trying to make sense of it all. And meditation's also been helping me a lot with that. And it's like the main takeaway I got with my with my therapist um, yesterday was that for me, the the mother wound, it doesn't fully ever heal, right? It's up to me because I can't force my mom to like see things for what they are and then wake up magically and be like, oh, you know what? You were right. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave my, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave my husband. Let's go. You know, it's like in reality, like what my inner adolescent wants is completely irrelevant. The work of healing the mother wound is finding a place of acceptance and surrender and being able to just be okay with finding a middle ground and you know being okay with having our moms just not give us what we want emotionally because in reality my mom is an amazing mother she is she always wants to do things for for me when I'm at her house like when I'm living with her it's like she's she wants to clean for me she wants to do my laundry she wants to do this she wants to do that she's always like wants to do projects with me but then when I bring up something that actually has some substance right some some deep dark shadowy energy which is what I live in, which is what I, I need, what I need to do is I need to actually take a step out of that. That's, that's part of my healing too. Too much in the deep end is going to actually keep me in that energy of resentment, of anger, of disbelief, of disgust towards my mother. And that's not, that's not healing. That's, that's ruminating in the trauma. So we don't want that. We don't want to ruminate in what, what is, you know, what gave us trauma because that's not going to allow us to move forward and to break through those self-limiting beliefs and those, you know, those roles that we've kind of casted ourselves in. This is, this is huge in, in, in Jungian psychology and just psychology in general is like those resentment energies, those, those energies that we're attached to in our adolescence and our 20s we've casted these roles on ourselves as bitter as angry as the fucked up one as the crazy one as the one who lashes out the drug addict the you know the the angry one the bitter one but in reality we don't have to be those things if we embrace and can step into surrender and acceptance because it takes some of the pressure off right it's like ah it's like because holding on and gripping on and being like you did this and you did this when I was 16 and 
it's like that that 16 year old still in me so angry and trying to get my mom to realize but it's like you can't force someone to wake up like you can't force someone to see things in the way that you want and you know if you do force them then they're gonna be bitter towards you they're gonna be resentful towards you because it's like coming in all hot it's like nobody wants to be around that energy and I've realized that I need to separate myself from that and I need to find this space of surrender and acceptance and you know for me healing the mother wound means figuring out a conclusion that just feels okay you know it's not ideal but finding a way to to like reach a middle ground and to be able to surrender and let go and just release that bitterness and that resentment that's what's going to actually heal the inner child is like it is what it is and in in my meditations I've been this might help you is just visualizing yourself as a child or a teenager whatever age you feel like you're frozen in time and you're just like still that angry little girl or little boy and you're like that's the version of you that keeps dragging you keeps pulling you when you're when you're in these relationships when you're in friendships the mother wound goes spreads itself really in all areas of your life and what I've been learning a lot about especially from this Jungian psychology podcast there's a whole um, mother archetype episode is that they were saying like when you have a mother negative mother wound complex or your mother abandoned you in some way or you know your your needs weren't met your needs weren't met um when you have female relationships in your life whether it's with friends or cousins or coworkers teachers you might feel some kind of block blocking you from really having a fulfilling female divine feminine safe relationship so that that cycle and that pattern followed me through high school followed me through college um i had some and and even after college right now (laughs) and this is the cycle that i've been trying to break is that you know sometimes i give I give females the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes they turn out to not be what I thought, who they, I thought they were. Or sometimes my, my mother wound trauma projects on them. You know, I had some really terrible female roommates in, in Fort Lauderdale and in Miami and, you know, through college and after college. And it just made me realize while I was listening to this, this mother wound podcast on the Jungian thing um, is that the relationship with my mother was the the ground the not solid ground you know this very rocky very unstable grounds that created this tension within most of the female relationships in my life I've had, you know, female bosses at yoga studios 
who didn't like me. Maybe I was projecting, you know, there's obviously I've had amazing female relationships as well, but I feel like there's been, if I was going to compare female relationships and masculine relationships, I have more positive masculine relationships than female. And I think when when a girl says, oh yeah, all my friends are guys, you know, that could be because she has mother wound energy in her and she's doesn't trust women. She doesn't trust feminine bonds because she's been so fucked over by by women or you know maybe she was brought up in that sense like for me my mom I feel like I was always kind of around drama and chaos like my mom's side is 100% Italian I feel like there was always some kind of drama people talking shit people not talking to each other two sisters not speaking to each other but then you know one sister did this to, to someone else and then my, my grandmother wouldn't be talking to someone as a as a kid as a child and as a teenager especially hearing that kind of energy and being around that kind of drama and talking shit and always on the phone you know gossiping that kind of energy that imprints itself on the child on the teenager and then they're like oh I can't trust women you know like talking shit this this girl is gonna fuck me over this girl's passive-aggressive this girl doesn't have my best interest at heart and that's where the seeds are planted and that's for me you know as I'm speaking this out into the ethers I'm realizing now that this is where the root of it all is with mother wound with feminine friends with falling out with ghosting with everybody's had a relationship or a friendship that's just burned you know you've burning bridges is funny because well it's not funny but it's it's just something that everyone does but nobody wants to talk about you know I've burned bridges you know I've left relationships and burned the fucking bridge leaving and I was like you know what fuck it but now with meditation and sobriety and healing and trying to be a better person it's like choosing what bridges we want to burn that's that's also like a very spiritual practice it's like picking and choosing your battles is a spiritual practice I think and you know, I used to be that person that would text really angry, petty texts and battle, you know, battle via text. Now I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like, you know, if if you do me wrong, I'm going to energetically put a wall in front of me and I'm going to separate myself from you, but I will, I will keep the peace. Uh, I'll try to keep the peace. I'll try to just be peaceful and whatever. So meditations help me in that sense to just be able to find this middle ground of, you know, I don't need, if I know my truth, if I know my truth in the situation and the friendship and whatever, and, you know, they ghost me or they say something or they don't understand me and things fizzle, 
I don't need to burn the bridge on the way out because karma is going to come around anyway. I mean, people are going to learn. If somebody really fucks you over, they're going to learn. They're going to they're going to get theirs. They're going to get their experience that that hits them in the head and then they're like, "Oh shit, this is like when I fucked over so and so." You know, there's been times where in my past I fucked people over and then some kind of similar situation comes back to me and there you go. Maybe not in the same exact scenario, but that's what karma is, you know, like lessons are going to come through in divine order, in divine authority. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you fuck someone over, you're going to like, you're, you're going to go break your leg, you know? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I, I broke my arm in 2018 and... I think that was karma, but I also think that it was spirit gifting me with an experience that helped me connect to my spirit, my soul, my gifts, and and then, you know, months later, I made the podcast. It was like, you know, I was in a very um, selfish place when that happened to me, and I think it really, it was... It was a lesson from spirit saying, you're not all that great. You need to tone it down. You need to do less. You need to say less. You need to really work on who you are. Because I wasn't like, like I was teaching yoga. I was like doing all the things. But deep down, I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was like that great of a person in my relationships and, you know, the the relationship that had just ended in my life was very toxic and like the worst side of me came out um roommate situations just you know and I don't blame myself for everything but I don't blame them for everything either like it takes two to tango it takes two to fight it takes two people to to clash you know and for me I just feel like if I can find a way to not need to be right, not need to be aggressive or get my way, then that actually helps, that actually frees myself and makes me connect to this, this place from within me because, like I was saying, you know your truth. You know what, what your reality is you can connect to your inner wholesomeness, looping it back to Joe Dispenza, right? Regardless of what they said or what they did to you or you didn't get that job or, you know, you're dealing with some really bad health issues or, you know, this person fucked you over or I can't believe that, you're, that you know, your family member did that. At the end of the day, or just in general, Healing requires a dissolving away from that bullshit. A dissolving away from the external material world circumstances because those things are out of your control. What is in your control is finding contentment from within and connecting to that wholesome energy from within 
and rewiring your brain and your psyche and your mentality and focusing on the good in your life because that's what's going to help you live in abundance. And by living in abundance mentality will help you manifest because when you're living in a low frequency vibration of lack of my life sucks, of this sucks, I fuck this person, fuck that person, they fucked me over, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> like spirit is not going to help you, help us align things in our lives when we're in that frequency because it's like we're not going to be able to be open enough to receive and be appreciative. So if this topic really, really gets you going, there's an episode that I, I think it was from like maybe maybe like eight or nine months ago. I'm going to try to remember to link it in the show notes, but it's called Why We Don't Get What We Want. And it's all about abundance mindset and lack mentality and manifesting. And basically, it's like the reason why why we can't manifest a new life or, you know, just happiness and success and love and feeling good is because when we're stuck in that low frequency of of bitterness, of life sucks, of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, um, spirit or the universe or God is like, well, I'm not going to send them down this. I'm not going to send them down this opportunity because they're going to miss it. And then I'm going to have to send them something else. And then they're going to miss that. And then I'm going to have to like create something else and send them that. And they're going to miss that. And they're not going to be receptive to it. Or they're not going to, they're not going to be living in that frequency of gratitude. So what the fuck is the point of our spirit guides sending us down synchronicities or opportunities or gigs or beautiful experiences if we're not going to be open enough to appreciate them and and be thankful for them and let them guide us to the next thing and and really like sit in this like energy of bliss and and happiness and gratitude so if that topic interests you I really recommend going and listening to that because that was a full-blown channeled episode that I did I I was recording it in Philly and it was like it was just so crazy I kind of blacked out when I when I recorded it honestly and it was like everything that I needed to, to hear came out and it was like oh well this is why I'm stuck in these situations. It's because of my mentality. It's because I'm not I'm not allowing spirit or source to see that I'm I'm ready for more. And sometimes, you know, in order to strengthen those grooves in our mind, you know, the we have to force it. We have to force being, you know, we have to force ourselves out of that that lack, that that ugh, that gross heavy mentality. It's like you know, those grooves are so well grooved in that it's so much easier to focus on what's what sucks. You know, Joe Dispenza says it perfectly. It's like, oh, well, I can just, you know, and I think it was the one um, on Aubrey Marcus's podcast. Um, he's like, yeah, I could just stick with the suffering. It's easy. It's right there. But what's hard is manipulating manipulating that and and transforming that and saying I'm making a choice it starts with a choice it starts with intention and he's like I'm making a choice to to 
change the way that I'm thinking about this, to change the way that I'm thinking about my body, to change the way I'm thinking about this trauma. And by changing the dynamic of our mind and connecting to wholesomeness from within, it allows us to dissolve the suffering. And of course, there's always going to be suffering, but it allows us to not be so attached to the suffering and it allows us to connect to this inner safety this inner bliss this inner sanctuary this inner temple that we have access to at all times but when we let the material world you know get the best of us and these situations with people places and things get the best of us that takes us away from our sense of wholesomeness and then that's what you know that's what fucks us up so yeah okay so i promised i would talk a little bit about astrology and i don't want to make this episode like crazy crazy long but hey the vibe within is turning too and i can make my episodes as long as i fucking want so If you resonate with everything that I've been kind of talking about of loneliness, isolation, inner voice, intuition, um, mental health in general, or going through kind of a rough time, these are some notes that I wrote down from Jessica Lignato's podcast. And now Nar wanted to come and hang out. He just came from the woodworks. So I think he likes astrology. So now he's here with us. Basically, you know, we're, we're moving into this great conjunction um, that either happened already or is happening. I'm not sure when I'm <laughs> coming out with this episode, but 1221, great conjunction, that's happening. It's when Jupiter and Saturn come together, and this doesn't happen a lot. The last time it happened was in the 80s, and then the last time it happened was like in the 1500s, I believe. So basically, I'm just going to go through these notes. Um, Right now, you might be feeling this sense of imposter syndrome and confusion of where to go and what's the next step. This is because of the the astrological transits that are happening right now. Um, The solar eclipse, new moon, and Sagittarius has a lot to do with that. And basically, the new moon in Sagittarius and all of the eclipse that happened, the eclipses that happened, and these transits are asking us, it's a call to revisit narratives of, of the not good enough, you know, the I'm not good enough, or I'm, I'm beneath them, like what I was saying in the beginning of the episode. And it asks us to kind of sift through those old narratives and old roles that we've played in our stories like you know the angry one or the the bitter one the addict the mental the mentally ill one the crazy one whatever whatever it is that you've casted yourself as eclipses are an invitation to change that story because usually our lived experience is completely different but we're just stuck in that story like the stories that our inner child our inner adolescence you know tells us So it's an invitation to really start being curious and asking, you know, is this true? Like, you know, (laughs) 
what's actually true because my life now is way different than it was years ago. So really separating yourself from those stories and old narratives that you've kind of stoned yourself with. And looking at the story that you're telling yourself about yourself. So that's kind of meta, but it's like, okay, stepping out of yourself and looking at the story that you're telling to yourself. This is how I am. This is this is why people are doing this to me. It's very like boxed in, you know? So I recommend kind of maybe doing a meditation and trying to to activate this sense of getting outside of yourself, getting outside of yourself and seeing, well, how, how do I describe myself? Okay, is that true? Like, do people really see me like that? Do people really see me as this or that? Um, right now, Saturn is leaving Capricorn, which it's been in Capricorn for a few years, and it's moving into Aquarius. So this last kind of little remnants of Saturn in Capricorn and I have a stellium in Capricorn so maybe some of you guys do as well a lot of a lot of us in this age group late 20s early 30s um, has a stellium in Capricorn and this energy that's that's remnants of you know the, the intensity of Saturn in Capricorn can spark these these emotions of humility feeling insecure, feeling not good enough, feeling left out, internal struggle, imposter syndrome. Um, and it's also what I wrote down from listening to her episode. She says it's, it's very like clashing energies. And that made me think about the episode that I made, Bipolar Soul, which is, you know, all about these clashing energies. So one energy is saying everything's going to work out everything's going to be fine and then the other energy is this obsessive needing things to be a certain way needing the answers needing to know certainty and like none of us ever have 100 percent certainty you know um so imposter syndrome will happen you know feeling feeling like you don't have a place in the world, feeling like you're a joke. That's not a fun energy to be in. But what can help us out of that is by looking honestly at where we are now, like how far we've come, all the progress that we've made this year, all the little progresses that we've made because success is a slow and steady race. It's a bunch of little things like you know, that we do throughout the day that makes us feel good. It's a bunch of little things that we do through through the year. And then we look back and we're like, oh my God, wow. You know, I don't do that anymore. Or I kind of healed that or I kind of feel better now. So it's like we get we get so wrapped up in the nitty gritty of, you know, healing and the daily grind and we feel like we don't make any progress, but like if we can step back and look at our lives from a larger lens, it's like we have made a lot of progress. So that will kind of diffuse the the imposter syndrome. Another transit that's happening is Mercury square to Neptune. And this transit can come with obscuring the details and 
we it will help us kind of focus on the big picture picture which is great but like i said with the sagittarius energy that we were just in in the eclipse jupiter and neptune are also in that realm because sagittarius is ruled by jupiter so jupiter and neptune are actually the most spiritual forces in the zodiac and we need to focus on more spiritual care like self-care but spiritual care um like i like she was saying in in the episode with the clashing energies right now we could find ourselves obsessing too much in small things of what people said and did and it takes us away from what really matters you know we're too hung up on the details we're too hung up in the past we're too tapped in to pettiness and emotions which definitely ties into what i was talking about before in this episode with you know burning bridges and being obsessed with being right or being obsessed with drama and pettiness like my mom's family you know so it's it's being able to step away from that and and asking ourselves like what really matters right now because what matters is not the pettiness it's not the surface level shit it's not the it's not the stuff that someone said to you because that that's that's gone right everything's fleeting what matters is connecting to your soul spiritual healing like really taking care of your spiritual self Right now, if we're present, as much as we can be present, these shifts won't really take us for a spin that much, you know, because the more present that we are, the less grip and attachment these transits and these energy shifts will have of us. And if we can just really be present in this moment, what we're doing right now, what we're doing, you know, this half hour of the day, instead of focusing on what went wrong yesterday instead of focusing on you know next week when you have some big thing happening and you're not sure what's going to happen just try to stay present that's all um the last transit that really stuck out to me was um mars square to pluto and mars and pluto are the fighters so right now she's saying she said that mars is still in aries which is very fiery mars and aries i mean it's pretty intense so you could feel urgency you could feel this defensiveness you can feel this i need to prove myself energy restlessness feeling like no matter what you do you're angry you're irritable um proving your worthiness and this leads to exhaustion I have definitely been feeling these energies of needing to prove myself. Like I said before in this episode, I have been feeling like, you know, I'm watching on the sidelines and I feel like when I reach out to people, sometimes they don't answer or, you know, like people who I thought I had a bond with, they, in my opinion, they, they don't see me as anything. Like they don't even answer me, you know? that's that's a shitty thing and it's like okay that's what's feeding the need to prove oneself or this urgency of needing to know the answers why and it's like if you're feeling this urgency to be defensive especially right now in this energy of all these transits with mercury neptune jupiter whatever 
um, it it's a time to really just not take action in that sense. Like, don't send that email, don't send that text, don't have that conversation because if you do, it might it might come out in a way that um, could backfire. So I don't know. I mean that that information helps me because I'm not gonna sweat this bullshit and I'm gonna wait till after the new year and if I still feel like I want to reach out to someone and be like hey like what's up like you haven't been answering are you okay like did I do something like whatever you know um so that whole cycle of feeling restless and high energy and defensiveness I need to prove myself blah 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 that leads to exhaustion shame blame all that anger Anger can be channeled. So if we can channel our energy of anger and resentment and bitterness into something else, that's what you need to do. Creativity, movement, just get it fucking moving, you know? Again, at the end of this, I have the shitty stories about how shitty you are and how shitty other people are and how they ghost you. Yeah, so diffusing away from that. You know, these stories we tell about ourselves, about how shitty we are, about how, how shitty people are, about how what they did, about what they said, about fuck, you know? It's just like, it's got to end. It's, it's got to end, you know? It's, we have to take time away from, from that energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> my cat. <laughs> my cat just farted, and it smells so bad holy shit nar what the fuck dude i'm not giving you any more of those treats wow okay maybe that's maybe that's a sign that i need to end this this episode but the last thing i'll say is that the last thing i have written down is look at your narrative think before you open your trap mercury t mercury t to mars so yeah think before you speak disconnect from the shitty stories about yourself and others and really try to tap into your meditation your journaling your movement um and just try to tap into abundance and gratitude and you know, this inner wholesomeness, right? The Joe Dispenza stuff. It really, really, he's such an empowering person to listen to. Like, when he speaks, it just makes you realize that there's more than the pettiness. There's more than the bullshit. So I recommend going and listening to, like, any podcast that you can find with Joe Dispenza just because he's, he'll help you get out of that dark mentality of, you know, like, he'll help you get into this space of you can you can change your mind you can you can heal yourself you can get out of it you can get out of it you know all right well I don't want to make this episode too crazy long but I will leave you with the poetry and original song that me and Matt Bellina collaborated on it's called this city I hope you enjoy it we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get this on Spotify soon and YouTube so Yeah, I hope that you guys are having an amazing holiday season, whether you're alone or not or whatever, 
Um, if you want to buy some Vibe Within merch, that'll be in the show notes. Um, there's hats, there's a mug, there's sweatshirts. I think you'll dig it. So if you want to support the podcast, you can buy merch and support it that way. Or you can, you know, buy any of my virtual yoga classes or modern meditations, journaling course and meditations. Um, all of that is available in my Etsy a la carte. There's also writing prompts in there and merch and stuff like that. So, all right. Hope you enjoy. See ya. How did I get here? This place, so hard to embrace, a feeling so unclear. This city, once sparked a divinity within me, but now there's only ashes and gloom as I melt alone in this crappy hotel room. No appetite but a starving mental fight. It's crazy I found myself and lost myself all in that same breath, all in that same night. It's clear we're in new phases now. Sometimes you just need to start fresh. Why did you reach out to me? Was it to clear your own regrets so it's no longer a blur? so you can sleep better at night because to me it seems like you're still a lost soul I tried to help you and now you have to hide me from someone you don't even love but in all honesty it feels so free being wrong because then you can truly move on without the attachment expectations of a certain outcome. But within the surrender, I still sit here and wonder, do you really miss me? Or do you miss being inside of me and my world? Tight. But I got a 
Of a certain outcome 